Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. And Abby Robbins is back to talk with us about the power of community for types 9, 1, 2, and 3. But I think anybody, regardless of your number, is going to benefit from this because all of us have these numbers in our lives. But Abby is the author of The Conscious Enneagram. Abby is a yoga teacher and trained in the narrative tradition and also certified as an Enneagram teacher in the narrative tradition. So we're really really grateful to have Abby with us because Abby is well known in the Enneagram community and you are going to love what Abby has to say. Thank you so much for joining us. Listen in. Well, let's stick with the gut triad and talk a little bit about nine. Let's just make our way around the (laughs) So in your book, Abby, you write that when nines participate in community, their, and I'm quoting, tendency to numb out and ignore issues leads to a buildup of unacknowledged resentment and anger, which will eventually erupt. So, Abby, can you tell us what it looks like for a nine to engage in a community in a healthy way? And what does the nine offer to their respective communities? Yeah, engaging in community in nine for nines is like it on the surface, it looks like it just like goes really well and really easy. And nines are real go along to get along kind of folks. Um, But to engage in a healthy way, they have to really allow themselves to be seen in the community. Um, nines are really great at blending into the wallpaper, right? Like it's it's really easy to just feel like the nine is always there, but never there. Um, and a really big piece of a nine showing up in community is like really allowing themselves to be seen and allowing their unique gifts to not only be seen, but to be um, appreciated and, and valued and used by the community. Um, and man, nines are really the glue that hold communities together. Um, nines are so good at helping other people like mitigate conflict and, you know, provide this sense of like togetherness. Um, I mean, that is, that is a really, really powerful gift that nines have, this ability to see how we are more alike than we are different. Uh, and that is so invaluable in a community, right? Because, right, you get in these like tight, confined containers with people and suddenly, oh, well, you do it this way and I do it that way and this isn't going to fly and we're too different. We should just not even be here. We shouldn't be in community. We shouldn't be in connection. Um, and the nines can really come in and be like, hey, you know, really good mediators, um, a really wonderful ability to like bring people together. And maybe even more than that, to help people feel seen and heard. Nines can see people and they they have trouble seeing themselves, but they can really see other people. And um, people with that kind of gift are... Um, really they're, they're undervalued in our communities because they do so much to, to encourage the connection amongst people. 
Well, let's finish up with the one. So I'm Enneagram one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I really like the quote from the book. And again, I'm going to quote uh, what you wrote. The desire to be seen as good and right means that most ones have trouble engaging with community until they have gotten themselves together. The problem is this means they can put up being in community so long that they miss out on it all together or that when they do engage, they tend to look down on other members who aren't living up to the one's high internal standard. So when one does engage in the community in a positive way, <laughs> I'm like, she's speaking to me, uh, in a positive way, what does it look like and how does it benefit not only community, but also how does it benefit the one? Yeah. Um, oh man, ones don't like it when I talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. It's, uh, man, to really show up in community, right. And to, to experience the full benefit, like ones, I think, um, are more prone to be in community because of the compliance stance, right? Like they, they find communities, they see communities out more often than I think eights or nines do, um, because it's the quote unquote right thing to do. Um, but again, they're, they're always presenting this very, um, this very polished version of themselves in the community, um, which in reality means they're not connecting in the community at all. Um, they may be showing up, they may be, they may be there physically, but they're not really there mentally or emotionally. Um, and I think what's, what's really hard for ones, um, to some extent, we all do that. We all put on the right face for showing up to a place, uh, but a not, but a, a one will experience the real value of community, and the community will experience the real value of the one um, when the one can allow themselves to show up as a mess, um, to not have everything together, to show up, and you know, not have not hit all their p's and q's, whatever it is. Um, because that's who they really are. That's their real humanity showing. Um, and that is a really powerful corrective experience for one to allow themselves to show up and to be a mess and to make mistakes and still be loved and cared for and included and made to feel like they belong. That's deeply powerful. Um, but when we when the one shows up like that, it's also a value to the community, right? To, to understand that like one's in their type, they, they provide, it was similar to eights in some ways, they provide kind of this ideal, this inspiration, this thing that we're moving towards, right? They, they can really collect a group of people um, and move them towards something that is better, right? There's legitimately across the board, this is better, let's move to here. Um, but if a one can't show up as who they really are in their messiness and, and all of it, um, then the community starts to see this goal as all or nothing. And then when we get into that headspace, it becomes impossible to actually move forward because we're so crippled by our own self-criticism. And that's, that's the internal experience of the one, but it becomes the experience of the community if the one can't show up more fully as themselves, right? To do that work. And when a one does do that work, it 
it allows the entire community to relax. Like, oh yeah, this is where we're moving, but we're in process, right? We don't have to be all the way there right now. Yeah. We can make mistakes. We can take baby steps in that direction. Um, and when a one can really own that, it gives so much permission to the rest of the community. Yeah. I hear you, <laughs> my, my fellow eight, I hear you. <laughs> there for it. Good stuff. <laughs> to, not, to not have to fix, to not have to be responsible for it not to be all on their shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so type two, so I'm a type two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, in the book, I loved this. Um, you said, I loved and hated this. <laughs> you said, <laughs> when twos are operating unconsciously, they can weave themselves into the very fabric of the community, making themselves invaluable and indispensable, which will inevitably leave the poor twos overcommitted overworked and sorely undervalued um, and yeah that word indispensable like what do you need the trouble with asking for help the trouble with receiving from others that's still something that I have to work on uh but man when I was in my 20s and 30s I just overextended myself all the time and and how can I be indispensable just left me exhausted. I was just depleted. And I was depleted because I was always in the cycle of giving instead of receiving. And there lies the problem for the two. But let's transition to looking at the two in community. And Abby, if you could articulate to us what the twos need to cultivate in order to thrive in community and what they impart to their communities. You know, it's interesting because you mentioned, you know, having being more a part of community and slowly kind of drawing back. And I think that that's a really valuable like step in the process for twos um, is you really do have to step back and you need to like extricate yourself from these communities that you've been so deeply involved in. Um, and there is kind of a long phase of this very individual work for the twos. Twos may be the most externally oriented type. Um, and so really taking time to, to turn the focus back inward, I think is super, super important and is kind of a, an important first step for twos who've been overcommitted and overworked and undervalued and all these things. Um, and then as you start to come back into it, it, it becomes a question of like, can you start small? Right, so two is jumping into a really large community. Um, it's so easy to lose yourself in that, right? Because when you when you show up to a really large community, right? Maybe it's a a networking meeting, or maybe it's a church, or maybe it's what have you. Um, it's so easy to stay um, almost anonymous on some level while also playing out your type, right? Um, so it's really important for twos to start small. So think like one or two people, right? That become kind of your community anchors. 
And then from there, it can start to grow out. But it's so important for twos to remember that you have to show up with your needs or you're not actually in community and you're not supporting the collective because you will burn out. And because you've made yourself so invaluable and then you burned out, you've actually screwed over the entire community, mm-hmm. right? This is, this is one of those things where I like to use the like urge of the type to get the type out of the behavior, right? So it's like, if we take this to the full extent and to run their pattern again, you're actually going to cause more harm. And that's true for every type, right? Like if we, the things that we're doing that we think are helping, um, if we let them run the way that they want to run, they will always end up hurting. Um, and so I encourage twos to start small with community so that the other people can see you, really see you. And that's a great gut check for twos to be seen um, and to know that like you don't have to be taking care of everyone in order to be loved and cared for. You can, you can have reciprocity in your relationships. Um, and man, when, when twos can do that, um, twos are, twos are fiercely protective of other people. Um, you know, eights get the role as like protector, but twos, they really do. They want to care for people and they want to make sure that people have what they need. Um, and when a two can be an advocate for that without feeling like they have to be the one to give it to that person or that community or whatever it is, right. If they can just be an advocate instead of being the one being the bank account that the check's coming out of, um, it, it really provides so much to the community, right? Because again, we'll, we'll all find ourselves in communities that mirror our types in certain ways. Um, and twos will definitely find a community that will um, overextend itself and overwork itself. And so if the two can do their work, then the community also has an example for how do we check in? How do we find more balance in our relationships? How do we um, encourage and foster this reciprocity? Um, and that's, that's super important. I mean, in the individual, but also on the collective. Yeah, I totally agree, Abby. Reciprocity and mutuality are so important in the life of the two. One of the things that you said earlier about the two needing to be seen really struck a chord with me. I grew up as the child of an alcoholic, and my dad really, really loved us. But because of his alcoholism and the dysfunction in the house, a lot of times the focus was on that. And I responded by trying to help and be responsible as the oldest child. And uh, that I'm sure led to, to being the two with a one wing who wanted to help and be responsible for. But I'm reading Viola Davis's memoir right now. And she also is a child of an alcoholic. And her story is a lot more traumatic than my own story. And yet uh, I felt such resonance with most of what she said in her book. And throughout the book, she talks about how important it was for her when mentors and teachers saw her. And um, I know that that's been true for me as well. And yet it's also very hard for me to feel seen and be seen. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Before that, I worked 
as a chaplain for about 15 years and in all those roles, you know, my focus has been on the other, listening to them, trying to see them, but allowing myself to be seen and allowing for that reciprocity and mutuality has always been my growing edge. Uh, so I just wanted to, to share that. And thanks for all you said about the two. Of course. Let's shift our attention to Enneagram 3. So, Abby, you write in your book, and I quote, it's much easier for the three to either play the role of the star and position themselves as the poster child for their community or play the chameleon and blend in so well that people never suspect that they're playing a part and not showing up as their full and honest selves. So what does that look like for a three to show up in the community authentically? And what, what benefit would community have from that? Yeah. Um, it's funny, as we're going around the circle, I feel like I'm saying the same things every time. And it's like, well, the benefit <laughs> of community and showing up is like, you're gonna be seen and you're gonna be loved for who you really are. And this is like corrective. And this is exactly what we're like dying for, right? Um, and I think the three is no different when, now, what it looks like for a three to show up authentically, um, in a lot of ways, it kind of feels a little bit like the one. It feels a little bit like the nine. It's it's this willingness to not be on, right? So you don't have to bring the energy. You don't have to um, have it all together. You don't have to be the shiny and you don't have to blend in. You can show up as you are, Um mm -hmm without regard to your success or your achievements, you can show up and you can fail in, in community. Um, and when you do that and allow yourself to allow your failures to be seen, um, you, you, are, you then have the experience of having people who love and care for you regardless. Um, and that is, that's transformational for threes, right? There's only so much work we can do on our own if we still have these fears of showing up um, with our less savory selves, the part of us that we don't want others to see. Um, and for the threes, it's that sense of like failure and not being good enough, the sense of deep, deep shame. Um, and, you know, showing up and allowing others to see that is, is powerful and it's very, very scary. Um, but when they can do that, they can start to release that deep fear of it, right? There are going to be people who love you regardless, and that's amazing. And there are going to be people who don't love you regardless, and you can move through that, mm -hmm. right? Their response to you is not a reflection of who you are. And that's something that the threes really, really um, can only internalize through community, Um I mean, when a three shows up and, and are there, their authentic selves, they are so motivating, so supportive, so, um, engaged. Like they are the, they are the best cheerleaders, right? So wherever we're going, whatever we're trying to do, whatever we're trying to accomplish the threes, you know, when they allow themselves to slow down enough and be in community, it becomes this, um, Every, everybody benefits because of their energy and their enthusiasm around whatever it is we're doing. Um, yeah, could a three probably do it on their own faster? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Because 
because that's what they do. They're fast, um, they're efficient, um, but it's so much better when we can all get there together um, and everyone benefits because the threes, they, they know how to work with people, right? They know how to um, not only like inspire people, but find the best in people. And threes really show us, you know, I, I like to think of threes as like the seat of potential. That's what threes show us. They can, threes can be anything. It's, it's, it's wild. It's ridiculous. But when a three chooses to be themselves, it creates so much space in the community for the community to really be whatever it is it needs to be. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. That was really rich. And I, I love your description of the three there at the very end because it, it really was um, a beautiful description of the three. And I think so often the three feels like Oh, they get a hard time when somebody oh, else do. is talking about them. But yeah, they, they do help people to live up to their potential. And they are cheerleaders. That a man, when they start to move towards that six and really live in community and, and move towards their authentic self. Um, beautiful, beautiful type. So um, I, I think a lot of threes listening are going to appreciate everything you said. invite you to breathe in through your nose and a cleansing breath out through your mouth one more time breathing in breathing out and then commit to that steady rhythm of the breath and as you breathe during this guided meditation, know that each of the nine numbers dwells in you. Of course, you have a dominant Enneagram number, and that's your dominant ego number. And yet, it's important to notice all nine parts in you so that you can do the healing work of all nine numbers. And so for your inner one, you are invited to be irresponsible. The one in all of us wants to be too responsible for others, to fix things, to preach and teach. You are invited to be irresponsible. And as we look at our inner two, you are invited to set boundaries. The two in each of us overextends ourselves. We might care too much about other people and whether they like us. We might help and advise too much. We're over helping and over focusing on the needs of others. You are invited to say yes to yourself and no to others. You are invited to set boundaries. For the three in each of us, you are invited to be your true self. 
the three in each one of us can become a chameleon and be who other people need us to be. The three in each of us abandons our true self to make other people happy. You are invited to be your true self. The four in each one of us needs to hear that you are invited to be happy. The four in each one of us can tend to focus on what's going wrong in life, what's missing, or feeling like we don't belong. The four in each one of us can compare ourselves and be highly sensitive. You are invited to be happy. Stay with the breath. The five in each one of us has this invitation. You are invited to live in community. The five tends to isolate themselves from others. They tend to withdraw touch, time, affection, knowledge. But when they live connected to other people and when they live in community, they become the best version of themselves. You are invited to live in community. For the six, you are invited to be confident. The six often is catastrophizing, they're fearful, they distrust themselves, others, and the world. But when they have confidence in their decisions, in the world, in others, and in themselves, they become their best selves. You are invited to be confident. For the seven, for the part of the seven that is in each one of us, you are invited to acknowledge your suffering and pain. For the seven, they tend to avoid pain and suffering at all costs. And this means that they often end up numbing their pain through wine, through women, through adventure, through travel, through ideas, through looking towards the future. But you are invited to acknowledge your pain and your suffering. And for the eight, you are invited to be vulnerable. For the eight, they want to be powerful and strong. They fear weakness. But when the eight can really share 
what scares them, when they can become soft and vulnerable, that's when they find true power. You are invited to be vulnerable. And for the nine, for the part of the nine that is in each one of us, you are invited to be angry. If you tend to be a people pleaser, if you fear conflict, if you don't know how to raise your voice and speak your mind, if you don't know how to feel anger and push it down deep, deep down in your belly, you are invited to be angry. Find a deep breath in and a big breath out. And recognize that all nine of those parts live in you, some more than others, of course. The light in me sees and honors the light in each one of you. Namaste. Mm-hmm.